Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens, it's two old queens, they're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens, it's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello! Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please tell everyone who is joining us. She's an actor and comedian. You know her from the amazing Gail Pyle, the film Cosmopolis, the Second City, and UCB. It's Anessa Frantowski. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello and welcome. The, the deep breathing. Hello. Oh, we love it. <laughs> we, love a, we love a big happy breath. Anessa, uh. <laughs> are you a fan of like a celebrity tell-all? Like, do you read? Have you ever read a celebrity tell-all? I mean, I am for sure. I think I read biographies more than anything. Really? Of like, of like comedians and celebrities. And yeah, I think I like that. I mean, uh, I did a lot of reading in college and, and less after. Wow, now it's mainly okay. uh, biographies and self-help books. <laughs> Do you have any that like favorite like celeb like bios? Um, um, I really liked, um, Susie Orman's book. Sure. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Combined both worlds. Yeah. You know, your classics, your Tina Fey, uh, you know, pretty much. A bossy any. pants. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I did just read uh, Jessica Simpson's memoir See, have, last yes. summer. I've heard that's good. It is Probably. good. <laughs> I heard it was good too. I want to read it. You should read it. It was, uh, it's, she's very open. And yeah. uh, she doesn't take herself too seriously. Smart. Yes, yes. And I wanted to read uh, Demi Morris, but I haven't yet. Oh, well, you got to get, I just, I got a Kindle and like get it from the library. It's free. It just gets yes. sent to your Kindle. You just got to wait. I, I can't read on the screen. I know, but for like I a celebrity can't. tell all, like I could just burn through it. Like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Really I do, I read, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's it's not true. grapes of wrath. You know, I don't need like this <laughs> on my shelf for posterity or anything. <laughs> Do I put notes in the margin anywhere? Just to know. The best celeb I've ever I, I it was the audiobook that was Rob Lowe's. And his is oh, very funny because mm. there's so many moments where he'll be like telling an anecdote about the one I always remember is like he meets this girl in like a surf shop in Venice, a taco shop, and like he describes her as a girl in a big floppy hat. And then at the end he'll be like, <laughs> and that girl in the big floppy hat was Daryl Hannah. It's like all <laughs> stories like that. <laughs> Which I love the reveal of like, oh, that person you thought was her, that's Ian McKellen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it was a very funny, like repeating thing he did multiple times. What a great observation. You're right. What a fun, oh, to have chance encounters like with future celebs. Future Ooh. celeb before nobody knew. Oh. Oh. But it makes me want to be a girl in a floppy hat. You know, you just can. in case. You right? are. I never know. You are, I think you I already did. are. You don't know that it's happened yet. I have worn That's a floppy true. hat. I did have like, I, I had a J in the J-Lo phase. I did have a big floppy hat that I sure. lost, that I still yeah. think about. Yeah. I have a big floppy hat that I wear. Yeah. I, well, John's afraid of the sun. I, it's, it's my enemy. <laughs> I'm far too pale. I understand. Yeah, absolutely. You oh. know, speaking of pale and white faces <laughs> with bold red lips, <laughs> maybe too soon, but I saw an opportunity. Let's do it. Today, we're talking about Mommy Dearest. John, what's the deal with Mommy Dearest? <laughs> Mark, let me tell you the deal about Mommy Dearest. It was directed by Frank Perry, adapted for the screen by Robert Getchell, Tracy Hotchner, and Frank Perry and Frank Yablins from the book of the same name by Christina Crawford. And the film depicts the abusive and traumatic adoptive upbringing of Christina Crawford at the hands of her mother, screen legend Joan Crawford. Faye Dunaway is Joan Crawford, and Mara Hobble and Diana Sharwid, Scarwid play young and adult Christina Crawford. The film also stars Ritanya Alda, Jocelyn Brando, Steve Forrest, Howard De Silva, and Harry Gauze. The film was released on September 18th, 1981, and actually was a commercial success, grossing $39 million off a budget of $5 million. Roger Ebert's wow. one-star review opened with, I can't imagine who would want to subject themselves to this movie, calling it unremittedly depressing, not to any purpose of drama or entertainment, but just too depressed. And Variety said, Dunaway does not choose scenery. Dunaway starts neatly at each corner of the set in every scene and swallows it whole, co-stars and all. It won five Golden Raspberry Awards, including Worst Picture, Worst Actress for Dunaway, Worst Supporting Actress for uh, Worst Supporting Actor for Steve Forrest, Worst Supporting Actress for Diana Scarwid, and Worst Screenplay. And in 1990, it won the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Picture of the Decade. And that is the deal with Mommy Dearest. Wow. Uh, if you could have seen uh, Anessa's face when you were recounting <laughs> Ebert's review, uh, the gasps, the the pearl clutching. <laughs> Anessa, we asked you to pick a movie. Why Mommy Dearest? You know, um, I um, I have vague memories of it from childhood, um, mm. like mostly the iconic scene. So I wanted to revisit it. Um, but also too, you know, my grandmother has a bit of a Joan Crawford vibe, uh, big nice. eyebrow lady. Um, no, yeah. Um, sure, sure. we're, we're, I was, I was instructed as a girl to keep my eyebrows, not to give into the overplucking trend, um, to okay. keep my brows, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, so I wanted to, uh, check it out again. Yeah. And is it like a favorite of you? Do you think it like holds up? Do you think it's like, 
Oh, I feel like a lot of my um, ability to have a dramatic meltdown comes from that movie. Like, I think that's the first meltdown I ever saw, you know? As an actor <laughs> or as a person? As a person, as, okay. a, as, a, ch as a child, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, this is what it feels like to like feel things. Yes, I was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know I was allowed to react this way. <laughs> I didn't know the heights went that high. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> my emotions um, could be the most important thing happening right now? Absolutely. <laughs> so it sounds like you're a big fan of this movie. I think this movie's uh, outrageous. I think it's uh, astounding. I actually, honest, honestly, though, like I really like. I feel like I have to figure out the climate of the time that it was so pan like this because I think it's an amazing performance. I think like if like you know if you took maybe because it's sort of like disparaging to Joan Crawford, but if you just took this as a performance of a woman, I right. mean, this is an epic performance. And I think if you added maybe, if there was like one or two, if it was edited slightly differently or one or two more scenes that humanized her, she could have won an Oscar for this, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you compare, if you compare how uh, well-received Feud was, let's say. Thank you. You know, right. but it's like, can you say that this isn't a great performance? It doesn't matter if you think it's realistic or not or to how it actually happened. <laughs> you know right? it's definitely unforgettable yeah yeah it's committed that's for sure but also there's going through like this is one of the worst movies of the you don't know, won best picture that year chariots right. of fire which nobody gives News. a shit about now we're still talking about mommy dearest Absolutely. so the, the impact the cultural impact who, who gets the last laugh in the end mommy dearest yeah exactly if you call it like kind of a melodrama then it's like great it makes total yeah, right. sense. Yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> so, John, what's your uh, what baggage you bring into uh, Mommy Dears? What do you think? Uh, I mean, like most uh, homosexuals of a certain age, I have seen this movie uh, on several occasions. I'm not sure how many times I've actually sat down and watched it, like from start to finish, as opposed to like right. treating myself to highlights every now and again. Uh, so this might have been my third time seeing it all the way through. I mean, yes, I agree with what you're saying. I think. Yeah, uh, I think Faye, part of Faye Dunaway, I think just as an actress, she can't play warmth at all. I just think that is something that she is incapable of doing as an actress. And so I think that this movie sort of highlights that. Like, I think even those scenes where she's trying to have like a sweet, warm connection with her daughter, it does not come through at all. It still seems it's like very weird and calculated. And I also think uh, among the scripts, many faults. Uh, one of them is, is I think that it does not work as like a cohesive narrative. It's just like a collection of vignettes. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's it why is. in yes. some ways it doesn't satisfy as a full story because it's just like, oh, now she's dead. Oh, and now there's the night that she went crazy in the Rose Garden. Here's the night that she went crazy with this. It doesn't actually as a as a story co like come together in a satisfying way. And I think that's right. part of why like its other faults are so glaring because there's nothing else to sort of anchor it or to even give Faye Dunaway more to do other than just be like, here's all the times she went crazy. Yes. <laughs> but it is indeed a an unforgettable go for broke performance. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> how about you, Mark? What is your uh, history with Mommy Dearest? I mean, I feel like this one is like used to be on HBO a lot because I remember I've seen clips of it. I've I mean, I would always start watching it and then watch it to the end. Like I've always seen like I've always seen I can't remember the first time I see I've seen it because I it's just always been in my life. I feel like maybe I don't <laughs> sure. know. So I've seen it multiple times, and of course the iconic scenes, amazing. I don't know. I feel like yeah, if you're watching Mommy Dears for the story, you're making a big mistake because yeah. like I feel like the grand takeaway of this movie is like it's fucking 
it's one of the most watchable movies you've ever seen. Like it, it's two hours and six minutes or eight minutes, but it flies by. I think it's oh. like, it's so, what you're seeing is so wild and unhinged and at times, it is like grotesque at times. It's like legitimately scary at times, but it's also mm -hmm. like truly funny. And it's just, you don't know how, what you're, it's like also the sets are beautiful. The clothes uh -huh, are yeah. beautiful. I think it's like such like a watchable fun movie that is it accurate no but i'm not watching a movie for accuracy you know what i mean it's a movie entertain me if i want accuracy i'll go to the library yes uh, so i think it's an undeniably entertaining yes. uh essential movie i would say if you don't if you don't know mommy dearest there's a big hole in your heart yeah, yeah. I don't know if the hole's in your heart, but there's there's a hole. It's yeah. definitely in your heart. Um, oh, absolutely. It for it it because it, it's a, just a collection of memories. Like I would say that if you took my five to seven worst breakdowns in my lifetime and strung them all together, uh, I it's wouldn't not be, a be a flattering no. portrayal. Uh, yeah. no. So it is a little bit like that, but honestly, like, again, yeah, I see it kind of more like if it is like kind of like a farce or a melodrama, or if it is like speaking on like somebody who didn't know how to not perform, yes, you know, like right. the, the tortured soul of having to always perform to succeed or whatever, right. uh, that aspect of it, it's like, that's the thing that like, there is that moment too, where, she, where she's breaking up with the lover and she switches tactics like seven times, you know, <laughs> yeah. like first she's angry, then she's demure, then she's, it's the ultimate drama queen, really. It's like the back of her headshot with four different looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be every acting level one class to be like, here's how to switch your intention. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, she is, she's a, a, she's a, you know, that's her job, right? You know, right? she's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it holds up great. I mean, did it ever hold up? No, but are you going to watch it and have a good time? Yes, absolutely. So Anessa, as you may or may not know, but I think you do because I told you, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge these movies. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. Love it. Um, so you'll see, uh, and at one point you are going to add a category and it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. What does that mean? It doesn't matter. It'll make sense as we go along. All right, so this is our current top five uh, gayest movies ever. This is the current standings Ooh. top five. So number five with an 83% clue. Number four with an 85.19% The Lost Boys. Number three with an 86.92% Death Becomes Her. Number two with a 92.99% The Bride of Frankenstein. And number one with a 94.83% Female Trouble. So if you had to guess, where do you think Mommy Dearest is gonna end up? Uh, Any hopes and dreams for a score? I feel like, you know, I would love an A, but I feel like around a 75. A 75, a conservative okay. 75. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It might do well. a little better than that, I, I would guess, but we'll see. So the first group of categories are the canon categories. And for these, we're gonna each score them on a scale of zero to 100, and we take the average of all three of our scores. Okay. All right, so the first category, Anessa, how would you score Mommy Dearest on a scale of one, zero to 100 in actual gay characters? Now, the only one I noticed was the funeral director who did well, say, I painted her from a personally autographed photo. <laughs> I was like, okay, enough said. 
There's so, that. He's the only one I really like. Noticed. There was also what? when they were doing the 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 uh, the apartment with the Pepsi guy. There oh, was like the one like decorator, the decorator. Guy who was wearing lots of different patterns, a white coats. So I was like, mm, okay. probably. That's well, fair. <laughs> uh, you well, I know that Joan Crawford allegedly had a uh, one night stand with Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I mean, okay. who could blame her? Yes, I mean, who could blame her? I mean, <laughs> who could blame either of them, really? <laughs> <laughs> right. So is this the story? Is, yeah, I never heard that. I'm uh, Sean Crawford was a bisexual, according to Mercury News, my hometown paper. Wow, um, they always have the scoop. Her female conquests included other similarly fluid stars such as Greta Garbo, Marlena Dietrich, Barbara Stanwyck, and later Marilyn Monroe. Excuse but I would say me. as a movie, she is not presented <laughs> yeah. as a by a gay character. No. You know what I mean? Certainly. No, but I also think Faye Dunaway as an actress, again, like does not seem to have any sort of sexuality about her whatsoever. Like she just seems so just like ambitious and driven that I don't even see her being like tender with men. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think she ever has that sort of vulnerability. She's a power top, John. That's true she is. That's what that looks like. (laughs) Okay, well then, I gotta work on my brows. You gotta Google. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? She wasn't allowed to be. Thank you. (laughs) Had to be strong. (laughs) it was crazy when her like adoption was denied she's a millionaire like an actress with like a staff of servants what more does this woman need to do yeah Yeah, right (laughs) yeah but i think then there were there were those stand those absurd stand i mean not absurd totally absurd but like there were certain standards that were perhaps misplaced of like well you're not in a stable relationship and children need this kind of home and which of course is absurd when you think about like, yeah, she has all these resources and also like uh, a child is probably better adopted than being in an orphanage. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I'm sure living in that time, I would be livid about so many things, you know? Just constantly <laughs> outraged. Yeah, yeah I think I would <laughs> Unlike be, today. Uh, that, yeah, oh, I know, I know, but even Unless more it's just so. And like you know? a lobster in a pot though, is, are there any lobsters who are like going, this is bullshit. why are we i know this has been my entire existence but come on guys this is dumb right gotta be more yeah we just accept this um exactly we got a long way away so what do you want to give mommy dearest for actual gay characters you do not have to go first if you don't want to okay so we're gonna say what was like two potential supporting characters and we're not (laughs) counting the real life well, I just don't think the right. movie ver because I don't right. even consider this movie real life. You know what I mean? Um, there are okay. obviously moments of things that actually did happen, but right. Well, then I guess I have to say what, like twenty five? Twenty five. You know, I between those, I also imagine that the group of fans that are hanging outside of her house when she, for, on the Oscars where she doesn't go, you got to be some of those guys are probably <laughs> pillow biters, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which was probably the term that was used at the time. But I'll still think it's like very low. There's no actual main character who is. So I'll go ten. 10. Um, yeah, I'm going to go 14. Given an average of 16.33, which is 1.33 points higher than The Shining. Okay. All right, okay. not bad. Yeah. Start okay. Strong start. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to make a lot of points up here with this next category. Okay. What are you going to give Mommy Dares for? Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Mommy Dares and come away with a whole book of ideas? A 100. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. absolutely 100. <laughs> I've done the, the the white cream look before, for sure. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's also like she is doing, like when you watch like on Drag Race, the acting challenges, 
this is oh, what yeah. they're doing. Absolutely. It's what I'm doing yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> this is self-help. Mommy Darius is self-help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from like the acting choices, the wardrobe, the eyebrows alone. I mean, yeah, you got to go 100. It's just, it's iconic. It's iconic. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to go 100. I mean, it's 100. I mean, this is... Um, the highest scoring we've gotten in Drag Queen Inspiration in the last uh, 20 movies. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, the next one is 99.33 for Bride of Frankenstein, which was yeah. last week's. I'm still um, thinking about that silver dress and that plate of prime rib. Yeah. <laughs> what a combo. <laughs> <laughs> they just, was that Lame? Would you say that was Lame, that silver dress? I thought it was a sequin, but it might have been sequin, sequin okay. and Lame on the shoulder. Think, but yeah. They just did Lame on Drag Race. And I was like, why isn't everything Lame? Why aren't we doing Lame every week? It just, yeah, it looks God. great on TV. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard it on popped. the eye for all the time. Come on, <laughs> rest for I, love, I thought it was fun. <laughs> a pop of lame, of course, always, but constantly a, a steady parade of it. You get tired. I would love a steady, <laughs> a steady parade of lame. Um, speaking of, what would you give our next category, Mommy Darius, on a scale of gay icons? Well, we got Joan Crawford. Yes. I mean, it's as like an icon. I mean, like, but also like Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford yes. is like another Joan Crawford. It's oh. its own beast. <laughs> yes. And then Faye Dunaway on her own has her own vibe as well. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be three icons, technically. <laughs> yes. It's almost like two icons came together to form like a third Uber icon. It's the Voltron of it's gay like, icons. Yeah. Or yes. it's like the, two identities become a new second identity. Mm -hmm. um yeah i think this is pretty i mean the character of joan crawford in the movie mom D mommy dearest is a gay icon yeah maybe more so than the greater than the sum of its parts would we say wow maybe i mean i would say yeah. probably more people know of joan crawford from mommy dearest than from her movies <laughs> which is a shame it is a shame <laughs> Not that like that, people yeah. should go out and check out Trog um, or Johnny Guitar, but you no, know. they should check out Trog. Trog is a fun time at the movies. It's <laughs> sure. on the Criterion Collection. But Trog does not deserve Joan Crawford. I mean, but yeah. it's lucky enough to have her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you could say that Joan Crawford is famous, and then Mommy Dearest made her infamous. There, yes, Indeed. one could say that. Well said. <laughs> Thank and are you. you saying that? Are you saying that? <laughs> I might say that. <laughs> okay, we're gonna put you down. So, what do you want to give uh, Mommy Dears for gay icons? I mean, I know what I mean, I'm gonna go 100 again. Yeah, 100. I'm also going 100. I think there's yeah. there's really no arguing against it. No, I'm also gonna go 100. Giving it 100, another all timer. Trouncing uh, Midsummer, which only has a five. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, our next category, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? The only thing is like Frank in the shower, really. Yeah, yes. a little bit. But his He's but also like his, there. his his towel is like very high up on his waist. I mean, it was the time. It was I understand. One. <laughs> he had the they had the fight and the drink on the chest and the uh, you know, the little tear in his eye before he leaves. Mm -hmm. He leaves her for real. I mean, is that a male gaze? He know. is. I mean, well, he's like, a man and he's looking, sure. He's a man and he's looking. <laughs> it's a literal gaze. Is that what you meant? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Uh, there's like the army guys when she's like at the birthday party. What is like the Easter Sunday party? You know that? Oh, the one of the first the grass party? stain on the dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's surrounded by like four army guys. They were cute. That's all sure. I'm saying. Yeah, but I don't think Faye Dunaway let anybody upstage her in any way. And I so mean, I think never and ever and always <laughs> to this day, you know. <laughs> and isn't it sad that ultimately she's upstaged by herself in a way? Like she's the one making herself diminished because mm. of her own ego. Wow. She's in the way. She, she's her own worst enemy. You mean Faye Dunaway or Joan Crawford? Faye Dunaway. Gotcha. Yeah. So what would you give for uh, Mommy Dares for the male gaze, Anessa? Um, it seems like this is low, right? Yeah, uh, it's not. It's not full of like sexy dudes or there's not a lot of eye candy sexy. or anything. Not a lot. For, yeah. For okay, so it, we're talking. You're not talking about actual gay characters. You're talking about just men who are eye candy. How are like do men uh, look good? Are they shot okay, well? Yeah, you know. You know. Well, yeah. Okay. Then in that case, I'm going to give it thirty uh, percent. Uh, thirty. Yeah, I don't think there's much of anything. I'm going to go fifteen. Fifteen. Um. I don't know. I'll give it a 20. Give it a 21.67. It's all for that shower and those army men. Tying mm -hmm. it with fried green tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A young Chris I mean, O'Donnell. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Our next category. This one also might do well for you. Entrances with pizzazz. <laughs> oh, right away. The, the opening. opening shot. The opening when she spins around looking at the mirror. Yes. Oh, we've, yeah. We've only seen pieces of her up until that point. Yeah. Always oh. shot from behind. Oh, it was tease, over tease, tease. And now here we go, boys. Uh, Let's yes. go. I really wish we got to see her ice skate, though, because she was doing like the ice follies or something like that. The ice follies of 1939. You've never seen that movie, Joan? I haven't. Neither have I. I don't think anybody has. <laughs> Man, you know, you had to work in Hollywood that day. You had to sing, dance, ice skate. You had to, you had to do, do, it do it all. Everything. Do it all. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of dramatic entry. I mean, I'm going to go high on this one too, probably. There's also the one, um, almost like a dramatic exit, like after her adoption is turned down. Mm -hmm. She does that great, like, stop, turn to the camera. Yes. And yeah. at the boarding school as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so what do you think for entrances with pizzazz? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this, uh, you know, uh, I'll give that a, a 90 or something. A because, 90? Yeah, because I feel like maybe if there's something like, you know, if you were coming out of a swimming pool or I'm sure there's some entrances that could be more epic. Sure. You know, so right. I'll say 90. 90, all right. I think... I, with the exception of like the opening, there's not a lot of really like pizzazzy entrances. Like there's a lot of like ominous entrances and a lot of stuff like that. I'm going to go, but that opening is pretty great. I'll go 73. Okay. 73. Uh, that's, I'm going to go 70. I'm being okay. much crueler than you. Giving it a 77.67. All right. This next category, <laughs> I think you're going to do real well here. How would you rate Mommy Dearest on strident women? <laughs> okay what does that word mean uh strident usually means like overbearing sort of intense a little shrill okay. oftentimes it's not yeah. a compliment yeah yeah but it's, we also uh, tend to mean it in, in our a lot of times is like a woman who's strong and is not going to take any guff sticks but up like, for herself you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but, the, uh -huh, but yeah. truly the the true the true definition is uh kind of like irritating yeah overbearing um yeah well, I'd say she's pretty overbearing. Yeah. Sure. I gotta be, uh, it's a bit much. You would say Joe Crawford is a bit much in this movie. 
yeah, enough already sometimes. <laughs> there was also the woman who caught Christina making out with the boyfriend and goes, I'm going to tell everybody. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and she also was like, wild. The headmistress, Priscilla Pointer of that account. Yes. She's very, yes. she's very strident. This is our third Priscilla Pointer movie. I know. We love her. Yes. It's interesting to see a woman that's more strict than Joan Crawford. Who's not going to budge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be a hundred for me. A hundred. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even if 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 everyone was sweet besides Joan Crawford, it would still be a hundred. But there's even more. Yes. So, but yes, yeah. So I'm also going to give it a hundred. Tying it with terms of endearment. Wow. Yeah. Oh. oh, but and that's oh. about uh, eighty-two points higher than Air Bud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. You had your sights set on your butt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our next category. On a scale of zero to 100, how would you rate Mommy Dearest on macabre? How macabre is it? I think it's pretty macabre. Oh, yeah. Macabre. I mean, chopping your kid's hair just because they were pretending to be you. Get me the axe. Bring me the axe. (laughs) 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 Um, and like the cold cream on the the, there's just like the look for the no wire hanger scene is just insane like that's not real why would you do because cold cream i thought was like to remove makeup so why would you leave the lipstick on well that's for the shot you know how you were saying like it's you're not good it's not accuracy that's for the that's for the look right right. i was just wondering if that was part of a process i see i see it made her look like the joker Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean this is better than the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. A hundred percent, and it's the same movie, essentially. Someone's <laughs> sick of society. Tell mm-hmm. them what to do. She's at it. Well, that uh, a lot of beauty routines in this movie had me questioning what I was doing because she's doing a, <laughs> a deep scrub and that bowl of ice uh, and those the scrubbing of the, the elastic, those bands. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, they kind of like introduce her as like a monster. Like, what is she? You know what I mean? You're like, the first time you see her, like she's in bed, she's weird. And like, she's really intense scrub, like seemingly like torturing herself in her like morning routine. Wouldn't you love to know what like Joan Crawford would be like as a real housewife? Like what kind of like plastic surgery would she have like subjected herself to? She might just be drunk all the time. I mean, that's a real housewife. Yeah. 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 She'd be great on it actually. She'd be yeah. great. The yeah. Real Housewives of Hollywood, her, Betty Davis. Let's do this. I mean, now that's an idea. <laughs> uh, also, when Joan, like, they have that knockdown drag out fight and, like, Joan is, like, choking Christina. That's genuinely upsetting, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think taking over your daughter's role on a soap opera, that's pretty <laughs> crazy. Is that macabre, macabre or inspired? <laughs> <laughs> I say both. Oh. Uh, what what simply had to be done? <laughs> if you want the I'm show like, had I to guess, go on. Absolutely. If it was like, there's a way to do that where it's like fun. You know what I mean? Where it feels like a treat for everybody. Right. But I but feel that like would have require Joan, a sense of humor about Joan Crawford, which, right, which not I don't think have. Christina has. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I don't think Joan had it either in her defense. That's true. <laughs> Well, a lot of her co-stars did come out and say like this book was highly inaccurate. Like a lot of her friends have said. But I heard a lot that they all came out and said it was accurate. 
No, the, the, the younger two twins, which, right. which would make sense. The first two are in agreement, uh, Christina and her yes. brother. Um, and they were, and then eight years later, she adopted the twins who said their upbringing was firm, but, but not abusive. So I think probably, you know, it's Somewhere probably like, middle. she probably also too grew up as a mom a little bit more, you know, like when I'm, we're all, I'm, I'm one of four, we're all spread apart. And mm -hmm. maybe my experience with my sister different than my brothers who right. had it easy. Right. Younger, younger, like yeah, like the youngest is like 15 years younger than my oldest sister, so oh, big wow. gap. So they oh, got yeah, older yeah. parents, we got young parents. You know, yeah. I also first of all, I also heard that there those two, the the latter two, aren't actually twins. She just adopted at the same time, and for PR, oh. twins. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. But um, and I also imagine that like in the, in the time where that she was the like when Christina and uh. Christopher, is that his name? Uh, yeah. Were younger, that she was like still fighting to be like a leading, like she was like more neurotic about her career, you know what I mean? And so like, I don't know. So I imagine like it makes sense that she was like more insane and they had more to deal yeah. with, with her yeah. general insanity. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. think Mommy Dearest is 100% accurate. Is that what I'm hearing, John? <laughs> no, but I think, uh, I don't think it's a total lie either. There's been as many sure. people who've come forward and say they've witnessed scenes that were similar uh, to what was depicted in the book than those who have talked against it. And it's her, it's her story. It's the daughter's story. So it's her that's perspective. True. So if mm -hmm. that's how, if that's how she experienced it, then that's like, I think she was a little bit unhappy with the, how the movie was, was made yes. as well. So, but I guess- I can't book, imagine why. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but I think her, her, uh, but, but the book is, you know, her story, right? So, yeah. you know, people see things differently. This is true. Hello, mm -hmm. Rashomon. So what do you want to mm -hmm. give this for Macabre? For Macabre, I'm going to say a hundred. It's pretty scary sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 99 because yeah, there's always a sense of danger. Like there's never a sense of like, oh, this is a sweet moment. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it 100 too. Also, there's something macabre about like celebrity tell all over like your parents is like something like mm -hmm. like public revenge or something, you know. But I mean, that's how they live their lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the arena. All right. Next category dramatic lighting. How would you write the dramatic lighting in Mommy Durst? A lot of Safa, a lot of Morticia Adams eye light. Yes. Yeah. And also the, the open casket light. <laughs> Does everybody get that nice blue spotlight on their face? Uh. Behind no. the Golden Girls drapes? That's got to be in her contract. <laughs> they she, did had a, a she had a writer for her <laughs> funeral? She had a death contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did a lot of like film noir, like lighting just across like a portion of the face. <laughs> yes. And then of course the lighting on the wire hangers. Uh, yes. Cream yeah. scene. <laughs> the cream scene, classic cream. Yeah. <laughs> cream lighting. Uh, mostly, other than that, it is mostly like a 19, it looks like an early 80s, you know, it's very soft yeah. focus. Yeah. Um, but it does have its moments where it really has an impact. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what do you want to give it? I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to give that an 80. 80. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I was going to say 80. Yay! Oh, good. <laughs> 80. Uh, I'm going to give it a 70. Because there yeah. are those moments, but uh, not enough. 
All right, this will also probably be a good category for you. Vibrato, how vibrato is this? So in addition oh. to literal vibrato, we mean anytime they take a moment and give it extra, like so you sort of zhuzh it up, give you more than you need, but you like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the entire yeah. movie. The entire movie. <laughs> the way she speaks all the time, like uh, like the way they spoke in movies at that time. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. But all the time she talks yes. like that. <laughs> Why can't you give me the respect? <laughs> Watching it this Not time, I was so like, fast. <laughs> Missy? <laughs> a little affected? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little affected big time. This was the first time I was like, oh, you could almost like draw a line from this to Elizabeth Berkeley and Showgirls, just in terms of like intensity. It's always mm -hmm. at 11. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, like, are these just the takes they took? Were there other takes where she was like reined it in or like? Because Faye Dudaway claims like the director pushed her like this hard every time, which if so, great. <laughs> it works. You made a classic. Yeah. I, I, my gut tells me that that's just her uh, of hoisting blame. She seems like someone who does not, will only do what she wants to do and is not going to take direction. Well, apparently when she did her scenes, she made everyone turn their back to her. She couldn't, if they weren't want, in the didn't shot, want anyone yes. watching her act. Yeah, like, I really do think, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel she put her real heart and soul into it. Like, I feel it. You yes. know what I mean? And I think, that, again, <laughs> there is another world where this could be, like, you know, I don't know. I found it very moving. I really did. It's understandable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, again, that's what well, the rumors are that, you know, she, she I, I feel like she was going method acting for this. I feel like she, she was, was a method actor. She's yeah. from that crew. Yeah. So I'm sure it would have been, uh, that's a tough scene to do, I have to say. Someone yeah. once pointed out though, method actors like, you know, Jared Leto, the Joker and right. all that. <laughs> they're always like method when they're assholes, but no right. one's ever method when they're playing like Mr. Rogers and like right. it's in the kind, sweet, you know? nice person. No one's, they're always method when they're a complete <laughs> shithead. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, it's absolutely, and it's sort of like, I always like when you see, I think there was, was there another one? Was it, was it Jim Carrey when he was doing? Probably. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Man yeah. on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon or whatever. And then I think they like cut to someone. There was like a behind the scenes or whatever. And yeah. he was just like, he was like, you know, Andy Kaufman was really nice to everyone of the crew. Wasn't always pranking them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, yeah. <laughs> maybe if you show that side. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's something that yeah. uh, the woman who the actress who played Carol Ann, she actually wrote a tell-all book, uh, the the assistant about filming Mommy Dearest, and she said that Faye Dunaway was a monster, whereas like Joan Crawford was like known to like. Like, yes, she was demanding stuff, but like she was sweet and she was like, she would like sort of, right. you know, sort of like be kind in the way she got her way and stuff like that. But like Faye Dunaway is a, no a notorious monster to work with. You know what I mean? It's not just this movie like that, that ruined her career. She has been uh, <laughs> known to be impossible. Well, she followed this up with Supergirl, so I don't know where she went yeah. wrong. That didn't. That was her follow-up. She went from this to Supergirl. <laughs> what an arc! Network, well, mommy dearest, Supergirl. I'm done. Thank you, Hollywood. I mean, she is brilliant in uh, Network. Yeah, absolutely. Well, apparently, she won the role by dressing up as Joan Crawford and then going to, mm -hmm. I guess, the director's, the director's house. house. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah, she looks great. She looks just like her. Oh, yeah. Vanessa, what do you want to give this for uh, vibrato? I've got to give it uh, 100. 100. Yeah, yeah I think I this, this 100. is the definition of, of, of 100. <laughs> of Absolutely. Giving it 100, making it 
tying it, sorry, tying it with Edward Scissorhands. Okay, that kind of makes sense. If only those two met, Edward Scissorhands and Mommy Dearest. Oh yeah. That's a fun combo. Christina's hair would have got cut a lot faster. (laughs) Right? The more artistic. (laughs) Yeah, it would have had a funkier do, big time. Like a wedge or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our next category. How are you gonna rate uh, Mommy Dearest on a scale of zero to 200 in footwork? The, the only thing I wrote down for this is like her when she's jogging, she's doing this weird punching as she <laughs> jogs. It's like, what is that? Right. Oh, yeah. And again, sweat, so much sweat in that full face of makeup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awful. That, like, that with Carol Ann driving beside her. You, uh, nobody, <laughs> no, people should know what you do for them or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the injustice of it all. <laughs> right? uh, but uh, yeah, I gotta say, I actually would have loved, I agree with John that I would have loved to see that figure skating. I thought it was such a tease to get sure. the, the, yeah. the lace up of the boot. Um, a lot of, you know, slow dramatic walks upstairs, shoulders. alluring and mm-hmm. shoulders, shoulders and stuff. But again, that's more upper body. If it's footwork yeah. is the category. <laughs> yes, it's footwork is the category. It's technically footwork. So I actually think this is a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, Mister. It could have been more forward, but I'll give the walking. Especially uh, since Joan Crawford was a dancer. That's how she started. She out. was a dancer, and mm-hmm. to show her hustle and how she had to do all these things and kept, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, I yeah, I'm, I I think there's missed opportunity. I'm gonna say fifty. On fifty. That. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll go twenty because I really don't think there's much of, a, of it at all. Well, there is the swimming. You got to use your feet for swimming. Okay. <laughs> you <gotta laughs> kick. That's true. There's us in with swimming. So there's, there's yeah. There's my twenty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for that weird punching, I'm going to give it a 30. Because that's so strange. Given an average of 33.33, which is five points lower than last holiday. That's got to be mm. devastating. But 10 points higher than Pieces of April. Okay. okay. All right. The next category. This one might be tougher. Are you going to rate Mommy Dearest on animal print? Did we clock any animal print? Ooh, wow, that's a shame if we didn't. I don't even think, were there any furs really? Not there were really. a couple of furs. That There's like a fur. hat at the Pepsi scene. There was that. There the was a fur coat like scene. strewn on a, on, a, on a couch at one point. <laughs> sure. But it's, yeah, yeah. And d- considering how many costumes they had and how like wonderful and delightful they were, it's surprising. The that one shot any. that really made me laugh, just think, talking about Strude, is when Christina discovers Joan drunk on oh, that yes. weird chase cloud lounge, <laughs> face down, but like her one foot is up behind her on the couch. <laughs> just like, uh. how did she end up in that? She looks like she was dropped from a helicopter. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) They were running out of money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay, so I'm going to give the fur hat. It's pretty good, that boardroom scene. That's another one where she's really laying down the law. She's amazing. Um, I'm going to give, yeah, I'll give, uh, and I'm sure there's something else, a throw, a rug, a fur that I'm missing. (laughs) So I'm going to give it a 30. A 30. Uh, I'll go 20. 20. Um, I'm going to go eight. <laughs> wow. Because okay. there's just that one. Okay. To me, yeah. Given it a 19.33, which is 10 points higher than Die Hard. Hey, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That it sounds works. right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the last category in the canon categories. Anessa, on a scale of zero to hundred, how likely are you to recommend Mommy Dearest to a gay person? 
hundred. I mean, would you recommend the Bible to a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's a. It's an essential yeah. text, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm also giving it a hundred. Giving it a hundred, tying it with the Lost Boys. <laughs> Which I also give a hundred. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Big time. All right, so that is it for the canon categories. And now we are on to the wheel. So these are all categories that previous guests have brought in. We put them all on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. So we're going to spin it four times and whatever category randomly pops up, we're gonna judge the movie off that. And then after that, you will add a category which will be put to the wheel. Okay. For future movies. It's spinning, that's the sound of clicking the wheel of fortune. Okay, here we go. Potential to be a musical. I mean, I yeah. think huge, right? Like, yeah. I mean, especially like that, almost like the the vignette structure helps that. I would think. I think I think the yeah. emotional heights are really what help it because, like, with the musical, oh, yeah. you you want to sing about the big moments. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, if I was going to be a real all right, bitch Joe, about and it, this scene, you're outraged. All right, and then this next scene, you're outraged, <laughs> and in this song, you're outraged. <laughs> yeah, if I was going to be a real bitch about it, I'd say it's more of an opera than a musical. But uh, yeah, is an opera not a musical? Uh, operas tend to be just grander in scale and typically don't have any speaking whatsoever. Like it's so all they're better. Uh, well, that is a subjective call on your part. <laughs> um, I think this is, I think there was like an off-Broadway version of it made. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I haven't heard of it. It seemed, I mean, it's something that like drag queens, it's like, it's ripe for that. I think it's. I think you definitely Broadway at Birdland presents Mommy Dares the Musical in June of 2019. <gasps> oh, well, there you wow. go. Do you know? Uh, yeah. In concert. So it is a musical. There we yeah. go. It is officially it. a musical. So there you go. Yeah. Well, that, that settles that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to give this for potential to be a musical? Well, I have to say, since there is an actual musical, we have to give it 100. 100. It's been made into a musical. It happened. Yes. Potential realized. Yes. Potential realized, Mommy Dears. Congratulations. All right. Musical potential was from, I don't know. I, that's a different spreadsheet. Okay, here we go. Wigs. Wigs. How would you rate Mommy Dears and wigs? We had a lot of different hairstyles. Uh, can I confirm that there were hair pieces or wigs involved? But there was a lot of hair. There was definitely a lot of hair looks. Yeah. Apparently she used Goldie Hawn's hairstylist from Private Benjamin. Really? That was oh. the fun fact I learned today. <laughs> I mean, I hope young Christina was wearing a wig because her hair looked insane. It looked, <laughs> like, it looked like this was a, this is a wig from a, a very small headed 40 year old woman. We're gonna put on this child. Even like teenage <laughs> Christina's hair was like, so like, it was like a swim cap. It was so like tight. It was so like, it just felt like so much tension. Round. It was very round. It was very round. Yeah, it definitely that looked like a wig. That looked like a you know a sketch comedy wig that I would love. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone has one of those wigs lying around? <laughs> but I think yeah. for Joan, for the most part, was like her real hair. It looked but like they, they had sometimes like the bangs. Sometimes that one that goes. Oh, up. when she shows yeah. up at yes. Christina's apartment, that thing, the late sixties mm -hmm. look. Yeah. yeah, and then the round one, kind of when she's in bed with the bandana, was like. A, <laughs> yeah. And then there right. were some of those those kinds of a forties esque updo hairstyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot I mean, of hair. I, I think mean, they're definitely using hair pieces and all of that. I can't imagine oh, yeah. that they're gonna have her sit in the chair for hours to get all those looks. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm going to say, oh, we got a lot of wigs, uh, but they're all basically like uh, her regular hair color and meant right. to kind right. of Right, they're look. like passing so, for real. They're not like Edward Scissorhands or something crazy. Exactly. So in that case, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 70. 70. I'm going to go 81. 81. Uh, I'm going to go 50. Yes, oh. there are some, but to me, it's not. You know, it's not a massive wig. I'm not coming to Mommy Dares for the wigs. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Give it an average of 67. Okay. Wigs is from our How the Grinch Stole Christmas episode with Olivia mm -hmm. Snow Norman. Okay, not going to do well here. How Korean? How Korean is it? Yeah. From right. our... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to make Parasite, a case for this yeah. one. Not even going to... I'm not going to... This is... I, I don't think anything's Korean about it. I'm gonna give it a big old zero. Do better, mommy dearest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, I, I, I just want to like I just want to make sure, like in any of the scenes, is any of the party scenes, and any of the, I'm gonna give there... it a one just in case, just a one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give it. I mean, is there even a person of color in this movie? I don't. Maybe not. I mean, it was Hollywood in the 30s. Right. Certainly not in the board of directors at the Pepsi company. No. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, all right, giving it a 0.33. <laughs> What's that tied with? <laughs> uh, I don't have that number at my fingertips, unfortunately. All right, wheel category number four. Okay, here we go. Melodramatic monologue. Oh. <laughs> I have to say, I'm gonna actually go out on a limb here and say that I actually wish, I think this movie needed one more dramatic monologue. I would have loved, I wanted to hear more about her point of view and why she was like the, the way why, she was. what's motivating yes. all of this. Where's this behavior coming from? Absolutely. Like the neatness what? felt like, was she like trapped in a toilet or something at one point? You know, why is she so like, why does she feel dirty all the time? I Ooh, wanted to know. Oh, big oh, yeah. question. You know, <laughs> why do you feel like you're, is it maybe the bisexuality, I wonder? But she acted on it. But if, if even though you act on it, doesn't mean you don't feel shame. Well, apparently- Is that what her, she felt maybe? I don't know. Uh, allegedly her, her family, her mother worked in a dry cleaner and she hated being reminded of kind of her, uh, her yeah, being she came, uh, in poverty. Yeah, she came from poor upbringing. Yes. That can't be, I mean, that's a trauma in and of itself. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. it just would have been, you know, it feels like a missed opportunity to acknowledge that in the movie of like maybe, who there, is it as opposed to just, she's pretty one dimensional in this movie. Yes, there yes. was apparently a scene where she and young Christina were like on the beach building a bonfire where she opened up to her daughter about like why she thought she was the way she was kind of stuff, but they it yeah. didn't make it to the movie. Yeah, and again, you think if it diff maybe if it was edited differently and you got that insight, then it would put other things into perspective in a different way, right? Maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. But then um, also maybe it wouldn't be the, if this was like a traditionally good movie, it might not be the classic it is today. You know what I mean? We've seen, excellent. No, we don't have a yeah. lack of good movies. We're yeah. good on good <laughs> movies, but are there interesting and weird movies that are like, you'll never forget? Those are, I think, a lot more special than being boring and good. Yeah, it's true that maybe it's like, yeah, just the dramatic. It doesn't mean you're boring though. Yeah. It if does it not mean it though. <laughs> 
It's just the drama, just the outbursts, just the, just the meltdowns. It's almost like if you're in the bookstore, just like leafing through to the juicy parts. Right, yes. Right, right. And so you don't have any of the context or anything. Yeah. You just know there's this one juicy part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Oscar yeah. clips. It's nothing but that clip, yeah. right? When you're announced for your nomination. <laughs> yeah. She does yeah, have the fun uh, monologue at the poolside, which is I had to fight for everything. You know what I mean? That. Yes. She's got a ton. There, there yeah. was the, the you've never loved me uh, to her daughter and mm. of all the speeches to the you're denying her a wonderful life you know like there's all those yes. so there were a lot of dramatic speeches don't fuck um, with me fellas iconic uh yes yes absolutely so she definitely made her moments but I was like I honestly I could have had more truly <laughs> I mean are you ever going to be satisfied no I know <laughs> Um, oh yeah. Oh, and also during the punching when the exercising, <laughs> the, like the jogging, punching. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'll show them like all those ramp up, like hype up moments for her. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. I'm gonna say, um, uh, I, just because I'm longing for the one big one, maybe I'll give it uh, an 88. 88. I'm gonna go 93. 93. <sighs> um, I'll. Uh, do 92. Oh, giving an average low. of 91. What too low? <laughs> You're fine. All right, so the time has come for you to add a category that we can use to judge Mommy Dearest and future movies on how gay they are. Do you have okay. anything in mind? It could also be a conversation. You don't need to, unless you have something. Um, we don't have anything with eyebrows, which as I was watching this movie, I was like, that's I true. really well, wish we had an eyebrow category for this. Well, 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 now we're talking. Do you like, what do you mean? Like uh, statement eyebrows? Does that make a movie gayer? Yeah, well, I mean, you tell me, you tell me, but, but I would, but I would argue an eyebrow is very mm. important. And I would argue that it is something that um, people do to reinvent themselves. So yeah, a statement eyebrow. <laughs> a statement eyebrow. I love it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> a statement eyebrow. And she's got them. Oh boy. <laughs> she's got those eyebrows got something to say. All right. <laughs> yeah. It just starts with the eyebrow. <laughs> you <Yeah>. hold on. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that would be the obvious choice. Um, that or a shoulder pad, because she always did that, but it's going to give oh, her a hundred right. because those are her two things, eyebrows and shoulder pads. So yes. if we do statement eyebrow, I'm going to have to give her a hundred. A hundred. I'm going a hundred as well. To. I mean, you have to. I'm also going to give it a hundred. Giving it a hundred. Very good. All right. Now we're into the bonus category. So these categories we're rating from zero to 10. And so this okay. will just be a percentage bonus. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it doesn't penalize the movie, doesn't work against it. It's just extra points they could get. Okay. All right. So the first one on a scale of zero to 10, how would you rate Mommy Darison makeover montage? I think the whole opening sequence. That's what I was essentially. Mm -hmm. I love just opening a little drawer in your bathroom. There's a giant bowl of ice. Yes. <laughs> like who put that there? Who's like yes. Carol Ann? I guess Carol Ann. But oh my god! Every morning. Mm. Wow. Did you wish you had a Carol Ann in your life. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> she was her most loyal friend. Mm -hmm. For I don't know what's wrong with Carol Ann. Yeah. <laughs> watching all that abuse happen. Uh, pretty much an enabler, actually, Carol Ann. Codependent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dear. Okay. She, yeah, so what do you want to? Are there? I think that was really the only montage. That's the only one I saw. 
Yeah. Okay. So there's one solid. There's one solid. One very solid montage. Um, so I think that's worth at least 40. So a four? So a four. We're zero to 10. Okay. A four. <laughs> a four. Uh, I'll go two because it's, it is kind of a makeover, but not fully, but yes. What? She's going from bed to a uh, makeup trailer. She's this is a full. It's her morning routine. What is what? That's a makeover. You're not. But it's not. Changing. It's not your classic example of like you're at the mall and girls just want to have fun. It's and not. Play, but it's also I think dresses and all that fun stuff. It isn't. But it's. I think this is at least a a, a six. Okay, oh, I'm giving it a six. Yes. <laughs> giving it a four percent. Tying it with Bride of Frankenstein. I mean, are there two parallels here we can make? Probably. <laughs> All right. The next category, cheerworthy cameos. Are there any cheerworthy cameos? I only wrote down Priscilla Pointer. She is in like two scenes, but- She's in two scenes. Uh, the always... one that I saw was uh, James Kirkwood, who you probably would know who he is. He played the MC later in the movie when um, Christina goes to accept the award. James Kirkwood mm. is a playwright. He wrote Chorus Line and, a, and, a, and an author and wrote a lot of other stuff. So I was like, oh, it's James Kirkwood. Oh, that for okay. me was, I was like, oh, good for him. There you go. <laughs> what is he doing in this movie? He That's was uh, uh, he was at one point uh, going to write the screenplay, but then uh, for some ah. reason ended up not doing it. Okay, well, I'll say then that's a, uh, a three. A three. <laughs> I'll give it a two. Two. Sorry, James Playwright. Um, Kirkwood. Kirkwood. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a three. Giving it a 2.67, tying it with Mean Girls. Okay. okay. All right, I think you're going to make up some points here. Pool Trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. Is there Big any pool, pool trouble? Big pool Big trouble. Pool scene. Big pool scene. Competing with uh, uh, her daughter in the swim race. <laughs> Not only uh, are you older than your daughter, but like your daughter's been working out for like an yeah, hour. Of course exhausted. you beat her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And a lot of like, um, even the daughter coming in from the pool. There's a lot of pool vibes. Yeah. So true. <laughs> Being locked in a pool house. Right. That's trouble. Is that pool trouble? I'd say this is pretty uh, classic pool trouble. Yeah. And I think that is like the first time that they really fight. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's like the first conflict scene. between two, the, the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's out of 10, so yeah. seven. A seven. I'm going to go five. Five? I just feel like it's just that one part, really. Yes, it is big, but it's like it's not like throughout. I mean, like keep Gremlins only the has the one part. Yeah, but that pool. like brings it into the third act. This is the different. I mean, this starts the <laughs> drama. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven, giving it a 6.33, which is the highest we've had since Death Becomes Her. Not bad. Right. Not bad. All right. You might do well here, maybe, depending on your interpretation. Which is, how witchy is Mommy Durst? Uh... She's not a classic. I mean, yeah. is, there's no cauldron. I mean, She's not weaving spells. No, I have no. Note. She gives a bit of a evil stepmother vibe. Definitely um, true. But I wouldn't know. I don't know how witchy that is. Even in any of her meltdowns, she wasn't doing any kind of incantations. Not which one. Could have e which could have easily <laughs> happened. Um, if this was made, if for some reason someone remade Joan Mommy Dearest in 2021, <laughs> whatever, she'd be like throwing crystals at her like daughter, I guess yes. now. Like, right, yeah. Yes. Overpriced blood crystal. <laughs> yes. 
I need my energy. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think she'll, but I do think the evil stepmom vibes are often synonymous with witchy characters and yes. past. Mm -hmm. So I'll give her some points on that. So I'll give it a, a two. A two. Yeah, I'll also go two for that one. I'm also going to go two. Giving it an average of two. All right, next category. Gay actors playing gay roles. Well, I did my best to look up the guy who plays the funeral director. I got nothing. <laughs> got nothing. Inconclusive. Yeah, same thing what I right. did with the uh, designer in the in the uh, scene. What about the guy, the chorus line playwright? Was he straight? Oh, he is gay. But is it was the MC gay part? I mean, I guess, yeah. If he's the MC, is that's he something. himself? Okay. Okay, that's he something. He's a gay yeah. actor. That's true. Playing a role. Yeah, I don't himself. think it's a 10 necessarily. <laughs> I don't think it's a full 10%, but, but I mean, the you... real James Howlook? Kirkwood? Kirkwood. The J real James Kirkwood <laughs> never present an award. So he was acting. Oh, yes, he would. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what do you want to give this for gay actors playing gay roles? We did a well, little gymnastics to get there. If yeah. he's a gay actor and he's playing himself, then maybe that tech counts on a technicality. So then uh, what, one? Sure, I'll a give one, it a one sure. as well. Why not? Yeah, I'm also going to give it a one. <laughs> Giving it a one, <laughs> which is one point higher than Midsummer. Pretty good. All right, that got a zero. All right, next category. I think you're going to make up a lot of points here. <laughs> Themes of mothers. <laughs> I mean, oh! yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? That's it. <laughs> 10. It's a 10. It's a 10, absolutely. Mothers as competition. Um, yeah. Also being jealous of your child who's just like emulating you just shows that you hate yourself on some level. Right. It, it, I think, yes, we weren't talking about these issues before. I mean, this is, a, this is a, mm. a, some very complicated stuff to unpack. I guess on John Waters is the commentary on the... DVD, but he treats it. He says this shouldn't be a cult classic. He considers it like a serious drama. Uh, <laughs> That's John Waters for you. Yeah, <laughs> anyone can look at something clear-eyed. It's John Waters. It isn't like it's hard. I don't think you can come away from this like unmoved. You know what I mean? Like there is like there is some real power to it on some unemotional power to it on some level. It's not something you just watch and like goof on. Like there's more uh, I meat you to it than that, that for me. You can, but to me, there is like real, I don't know, there is some like real, like vitriol, like though no wire hanger scene is genuinely like scary at times. Like sure. it's not just mm -hmm. goofy. So, I mean, in that regard, like there is like, it's not just like, oh, this is silly. I know my, my mom watched it today and she was very upset by the haircutting scene. <laughs> sure. Yeah. She was like, this is, this is too far. Too, too much. I'm all for movies about decent parents, but this is too far. This is too much. I condemn this woman. I have drawing a line. All right, this next category, you might do well here too, I feel like. Dramatic smoking. I mean, I wrote oh, like, God. it's like a third appendage. Even when like her boyfriend's like shaking her, she's still yeah. holding on to the cigarette. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. and again, there is a little bit of that—that that, you know, sultry film noir vibes. Yeah, okay, like, I'm gonna give that. It's like cigarette acting. I used to call it like people who like really mm -hmm. make a meal out of like using the cigarette. Right, it's a great prop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no one in uh, real life ever smokes like that. It's only like movie smoking, but it's always very <laughs> satisfying to watch. Oh yeah. yeah. 
well-timed exhales. Uh. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. um, this is kind of, she's one of the ones that that's kind of her thing. So that's yes. kind of maybe, she's kind of one of the originators of that. So I'm going to give that yeah. a nine. A nine. Yeah, I'm going to go because, eight. Yeah. Oh. If there was something, you know, if she like blew it in somebody's face or something at one point, maybe we give it a 10. <laughs> sure. but... Someone caught on fire, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine. Uh, I'm also going to give it a nine. Give it an average of 8.67%. All right, next category. This is the last in the bonus category. Quips. How quippy is Mommy Durst? I mean, if you want to just talk about memorable lines, this movie's like, Definitely. I stopped yeah. writing them down. <laughs> There's like yeah. so many of them. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of like things like being charming at that time was like having like a one-liner to kind of like end like a conversation with or whatever, you know. Right, really buttons um, a scene. Really, but yeah, she's buttoning every scene for sure. But <laughs> a, a lot, most of them aren't funny. Like it's no. like sometimes they're dramatic, but they're definitely quips, right? God, I hate this night. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite one is I should have known you'd know where to find the boys. And the booze. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, yeah. That's and, uh, definitely good. I am not one of your fans. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I yeah, also like absolutely. it. Says, I'm not mad at you. Oh, I hate the, the dirt. dirt. <laughs> Ugh, so fucking it's, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, tons and tons of one-liners, quotable lines or whatever. Yeah, I'll go ahead and, um, but uh, not ones like, not a, not a funny kind of Mae West line. So yeah. uh, I'll not say- not no coward. Uh, so maybe then again, I'll say an eight. An eight. I will also say eight. You know, I'm also going to say eight. Give it an average of eight. All right, now we are into the iconic category. Okay, so now we're back to zero to 100, and these are just the broader, more umbrella categories. Wow, okay. All right, so the first one, on a scale of zero to 100, how would you rate Mommy Dearest on homoeroticism? I mean, it's not a very no. sexy movie in any no, regard, no. thankfully. Yeah, um, okay, we're gonna have to go zero on that. A zero, cold hard zero. <laughs> I'll give it a three just for that one shot of uh, the first boyfriend in the towel. In the show, Frank? Oh, right, yeah, okay, okay. Who's apparently a human trafficker? Because how did he the get actor? the baby? I mean, that's what he did. He got her a baby through like a- Oh, here's just a high profile, a high powered lawyer. Called some but friends. she was accused of human trafficking in her life for how she got this because like you know it was illegal essentially yeah she probably yeah she probably jumped jumped through hoops okay i forgot about the shower scene i'd like to change my answer to two two all right okay two noted <laughs> um i'll give it a one i mean just like Perfect. give it an average of two pathetic all right <laughs> <laughs> Our next category in the iconic category. What are you going to give Mommy Dares on over-the-top wardrobe? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we got we got ridiculous shoulders. Uh, we yes. got e evening gowns in the garden. Um, yeah. Yes. There's, yeah. Uh, What's so know? crazy about that one, too, was that, like, that's not what she was wearing in the scene before when she got dropped. It's like she went home, changed into a, an evening gown, and then went out and destroyed her rose garden. It was just Absolutely. Insane. Absolutely unnecessary wardrobe uh, all over the place. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna give that one a 10. It's out of 100? Back uh, to 100. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, back to 100. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna give that a 95. 95. Yeah, I'm gonna go 95 as well because it doesn't go out of reality. Like it, it still is like the edge of reality, but I, but it is right at the edge of it. 
Uh, I'm going to also give it a 95. Can average it 95. All right, finally, the last of the iconic <laughs> categories on a scale of zero to 100. How campy is Mommy Dearest? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I mean, listen, I still sometimes str struggle with the definition of camp, but um, I'm reading articles and they're talking about how camp it is. Yeah. So it's pretty <laughs> You camp. found the articles. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is like. <laughs> <laughs> what is the true definition of camp? Who knows? It's like pornography. You know it when you see it. You know right. it when you see it. Yeah. Right. And, and Mommy Dears is the deep throat of camp in that way. Like the but, effort isn't worth the uh, text in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the subject isn't worth the effort, or like you really, your uh, intention really misses the mark. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say because I actually do, I sort of agree that I do think that there is more heartfelt drama in this than just camp. And I'm sure there are campier movies. So I'm going to give it an 85. An 85. Uh, I will say one thing I noticed this time in the very beginning in that opening montage, which is getting ready, that whole montage is obsessed with faucets. Like there's so many shots of just like a lot of pictures, a lot, you know, like the, the coffee. But Didn't you love that faucets. bathroom though? I of wanted course. it so bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who wouldn't love a, a shower that has three different heads coming at you. And there's that thing where oh, she's like, excuse me. And her hair just melts in the water like cotton oh, candy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I think this is like, I, <laughs> I don't think there is as much actual sincere moments in that you guys do. Uh, I think this is like a hundred. Like, I don't think you- I'm not saying sincere. I just mean like effective. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. not saying like, I just do think there is like true, like emotional, like it's not just laughing at it is what I mean. Like there, there are moments like, oh my God, this is like shocking and scary. To me, that makes it campier, you know? Because mm -hmm. it does mm -hmm. have those real mm -hmm. genuine- moments uh i'm also gonna give it 100 here's my quick list i should have said this before i gave the number uh it's a little on the longer side go figure um wearing gloves to bed uh using a tv tray in the back seat of your car hanging a giant portrait of yourself in your living room being mad at dirt bad child actors asking somebody who's already in a pool who wants to go swimming is being locked in the pool house that bad calling louis b mayor lb throwing a drink at someone's face faye dunaway saying i'm not acting in the hammiest way possible. On-screen babies who are clearly looking at the camera crew. A little child ruminating, if she doesn't like you, she can make you disappear. Christina Crawford's role playing with her dolls is a little on the nose, so maybe she deserved to lose them. Nightmarish landscaping. Telling a child they're making your mother take a screen test like she might have cancer. A little girl taking in the wreckage of her life and saying, Jesus Christ. Playing Antigone in jeans with a country accent. Christina never saw her mother drunk before, <laughs> accusing someone of underreacting. Right your cover story on Joan Crawford for Red Book in her dining room and catching her and Christina in a big messy fight. Marrying the soft drink king only to end up calling PepsiCo a lousy company. Christina's shell-shocked reaction to her mother standing in for her on the soap. And finally, using a trashy tell-all as catharsis and or revenge. So I'm giving Wow. It <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know what? I gotta, I gotta have my score. I gotta give it at least oh. an. I, I don't want to cheat now that I know you gave it a hundred, okay, so I'll cheating. give it a ninety. Ninety. Okay, I'm gonna give it a hundred. A hundred. <laughs> all right, giving it a hundred, tying it with Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> I think this all makes sense. I mean, the true Universal monster, true, true. Joan Crawford. Right? <laughs> Is there better? All right, finally, we're into the crown jewels. So these categories, we all agree or we don't agree. There's no rating. There's no scoring. It's just yes or no. We think it gets it or not. Okay. All right, so the first one, a 15% bonus. 
four, a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Well, there is that one guy presenting an award. <laughs> he seemed very professional. Um, I'm sure he showed up on time. I'm sure he's very nice yes. to everyone backstage. No, he wasn't groping men's crotches or anything. Um, but I don't think we can. Yeah. No, I don't uh, think so either. Me personally. No. It is surprising how like there's no homosexual, like no homosexual characters in a movie about Hollywood. But yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say no, because I'm sure she must have had a lover or something in there that at some point that right. could have been included or something. So I'll say no. Uh, fair enough. It does again. And then finally, negative 50%. If this is the movie Boat Trip. This is not the movie <laughs> Boat Trip, so it will not be penalized 50% of its points. Yeah. All right. So that's it. And that's, uh, we are at the end. We are done. Any predictions on where now, you, how do you, you think want you did? it to be? Yeah. How do you Much think you did? better. <laughs> I gave it better than the 75 you gave it. <laughs> yes. Do you want to guess now right, where you well, think it is? Tell you. Do you think it made the top five? Um, you know what? I, I think it could be pretty up there. I definitely think it's in the high 80s. Well, I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 2,597.33 points, Mommy Dearest has scored 1,997.33, giving it a percentage of 76.90, making it the 10th gayest movie ever. Not as gay as Terms of Endearment, but gayer than Mommy Funny Girl. Oh, huh. wow. Okay. I think the lack of horniness and the lack of any homoeroticism. I think that, and also really the fact that it. I got how Korean really. on the wheel. I don't think the wheel was as That friend. doesn't help. In that instance, the wheel was not, you know. So that's close that's to the, all these close to my original guess, though. That is very close to your yeah, original guess. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel good about I think that. that makes, the lack of like male skin, you know, of actual like. Yeah. I think was really, you know, you can't just be camp and look. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Camp, camp looks and mommy stuff. It's got it. It's got it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it is still an essential. hundred percent. That yeah. everybody should see. Yeah. There we go. Wow. Um, well, <laughs> Anessa, you did it. Thank you thank so much you. for such doing this. Thank you for coming on and bringing in a great movie. Uh, this was such Is a blast. Is there anything you like to plug? Uh, anything you want to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? I mean, um, well, you could watch The Amazing Gail Pyle on Amazon Prime or CBC Gem if you're in Canada. Um, and I got an okay. album out on like Spotify and iTunes called Help what? Me, what? Help Me. Yes. What? Yes, I have a stand-up comedy album on there. Oh, oh that's so exciting. Yeah. Now you tell there me. There you are, yeah. <laughs> Everybody check that out. Uh, you're a true legend. Uh, Such a treat. So excited to have you on. Thank you for being here. Oh, this was a blast. And we'll be right back. back. We're back. back. Wow. Uh, did you think Mommy Dears is going to do better? I did think it was going to do better. 90? I thought it was going to score a little higher than that. Because there are other movies that are higher than it that don't have the 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 sort of like homoerotic elements to them. Um, and especially since Mommy Dearest is hit so hard in the campy stuff, I'd expect it to do better, but... Um, but it's, it's still Terms of Dearman has a 76.91 and Mommy Dears has a 76.90. Oh, so wow. it's razor thin. Really, really close there. Hmm. And all these movies, and then like Stars Born, Strictly Ball, and Grease 2 are all within like two, three points of each other. Gotcha. You so know what I mean? Splitting hairs, yeah. 
we're really i mean that's when the wheel there's a little the chance wheel. of rant you know what's a little more queer than randomness nothing mm, nothing not a goddamn thing so we've got some fun uh reviews here we're going to share with you all we got one on itunes from eddie tbt they write wonderful macabre five stars please listen to this podcast the hosts are delight to listen to and so fun and every single guest is equally as divine for anyone with any reservations they do give a recap of the movies at the top of every episode so even if you haven't seen the movie you can follow along definitely listen and if i may be so bold i think someone should recommend steel magnolias i love steel magnolias uh, yeah that's a good one that would probably do very well um yeah <laughs> no homoeroticism that's true is it that camp it's a little campy it might be like a 60 percent. i would think you think i don't know i mean after i mean gay Bobby icons Dearest, it would do well gay icons i think quips i think it's up there because there's a lot of real fun quippy stuff in sue magnolias it's super sure. cool absolutely but homoeroticism and the clothes are they that crazy not really Wigs? they're pretty I, don't know. I mean dolly right yeah all she wears is wigs. All she wears is wigs. So I've heard. So I've heard. <laughs> In parentheses. <laughs> Have you ever heard that song? Has there ever been a musical called Gossip? Uh, I don't know if there's been a musical called Gossip. No, but there was Seems a musical like, made uh, of Mr. Sweet Smell Success that had a song called Dirt, not Gossip in it, but yeah. Ah. Fun? Ah. Uh, I didn't see it. It seemed kind of meh. It starred Jonathan oh. Lithgow. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right cool 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 uh we also have an email from uh nicholas and their email says the canon group it says hey queens you guys are the best i've been listening since the beginning uh pitching a quick idea for the patreon a mini series determining the gayest film made by the canon group they made like a zillion movies so you'd have to pick a handful to start but the delirious 80s weirdness bizarre choices unintentional camp and frequent male shirtlessness would make for a great run of podcasts i feel like this would be totally in mark's wheelhouse and you could bring in action yes. boys gamers to consult take care keep up the good work nick uh yeah you started nodding immediately once you once that uh, suggestion well yeah there's made. an amazing documentary called electric boogaloo that is about yeah. the history of the canon film group that i Which can't recommend great. highly enough yeah that's one um the canon group is amazing i believe that's also they're behind the apple like golem, oh, Glo golem globus those two guys ended up he directed the apple and then they t i don't know yeah this the apple is considered a canon film okay well great yeah uh, and our friend Frank Garcia Hage, I'd never know Hale. how to say his last name. Hale, Hale I'm yeah. so sorry, Frank. He actually has a podcast that is yes. strictly devoted to the canon film. Mm -hmm. uh, I true. love 80s schlock. I mean, what what All else right. can you call well, them? Then, Nick, we might be taking up on your idea. It seems like this, this, this idea has legs. I'm so glad people know things that are in my wheelhouse. That's so <laughs> flattering. I don't know why I'm flattered by that, but I am. <laughs> Is that bad? I don't know. No, people, have, they have a sense of you. They know what you like. They know what you're about. They know how okay. to please you. They've spent enough time. Please uh, yes, me, if you if you are not a subscriber to our Patreon, uh, you can go on over to Patreon. It's called Tool Queens, The Retirement Plan. Uh, right now we're going through the movies of Stephen Sondheim, but we've got a lot of fun uh, series we've gone through, which you can access there. It's only $5 a month. Or if you want to just support the podcast, you can subscribe uh, for just a dollar a month. Because um, this, this podcast, as you know, we have no ads, so it's all just for fun. And it's, um, we do just it for, for fun. You. Just for fun. 
Uh, yeah, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, TW Old Queens. Follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain the current rankings. Yes, or you can email us at Two Old Queens, TW Old Queens at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any ideas, any thoughts. Uh, if you think we got something wrong, if we messed something up, let us know. Also, please, if you do get a chance to rate, review, give us five stars on iTunes. It, it really helps the algorithm, helps people find the show, and we really appreciate that. And finally, we've got merch. If you want more of this in your life in sort of tote bag or magnet form, go over to T Public, search for the tool queen store and we've got a lot of great stuff there that you can buy for yourself or for loved ones yeah and that's it we'll see you next we don't know what we're doing next week so just stay tuned you'll be fine it'll be fine (laughs) you'll be okay guys there's other things to worry about i think probably right now but hopefully one or two one or two all right Um, everybody stay safe we'll see you next time goodbye Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.